I feel like like Ben Shot heard leftists on Twitter talking about like nationalize Amazon or nationalize these companies, and he was like, "Yeah, you're right. We do need to make them into nations." <laughs> and like, just completely misunderstood what nationalize meant. <laughs> bad, bad. I'm imagining bad, like bad, the bad, um, bad. you know the gears churning in his head, and he's like. Well, the suffix "is" means to make something into. So, therefore, by nationalize, it means to make something into a nation. Therefore, I, I agree with the with the, the 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 tankies on Twitter that we must nationalize Facebook, and nationalize Amazon. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I it's, it's all- it is truly baffling to me. I mean, we come across and talk about a lot of like really stupid and uh, and bad shit on TMK. Uh, there is just no shortage of it. This has really broken my brain of uh, of like like understanding this guy's thought process of laying out a bunch of really like objectively bad and problematic stuff, right? Uh, whether it is all of the awful shit that these companies do, or like he lays out the revolving door uh, around you know these brand ambassadors, right? He says like. Uh, you know, when in 2018, Facebook Inc. hired the former UK Deputy Prime Minister, Nick Clegg, as its Vice President of Global Affairs, the appointment was widely viewed not as an old-school sinecure, but as something more sinister, a political heat shield for a behemoth accused of enabling evils from fraud to genocide to say nothing of its anti-democratic impact on elections across the globe. However, if it's true that in January, Mark Zuckerberg deferred to Nick Clegg on whether to allow Donald Trump back onto Facebook and Instagram, it would mark a pivotal spin of the revolving door. The CEO of the world's sixth largest company delegating to a former British deputy PM the power to influence the political failure of a one-time American or one-term American president. Now, for many of us, we would see something like Nick Clegg becoming uh, vice president of global affairs or this like just larger revolving door of, uh, of of state ambassadors becoming brand ambassadors as a, as a problem, right? We would see that as a fundamental problem in the structure uh, of the system, of the relationship between states and corporations. But for Ben Schott, he sees this wide landscape of objectively awful shit happening. And instead of being like, and you know, this is really bad. Like there's something, there's, there's something corrupt here. There's something really toxic at the core of our social system. Instead, his brain gets at a fork in the road, a fork in the road that many of us are not perceptive enough to notice that there's even a fork. We just think there's one path. This is bad. This is, this needs to stop happening. But his perceptive brain sees a fork in the road. He sees an alternative where the others of us cannot see an alternative. And for him, all of this evidence of all this awful shit is instead saying, well, you know, uh, Spider-Man says that with great power comes great responsibility. And it's clear that these corporations have great power and, and, uh, but the only, but, but to have, for them to have great responsibility, uh, uh, they need to become nation states instead. They are already acting as nation states, so why not give them the formal recognition and authority and position of a nation state, right? Like, you, you, uh, you dress for the job that you want, and corporations are dressing for the job of sovereignty. So, you know, it's only right that we grant it to them. I just don't understand it. I, I cannot wrap my head around the logic, logic. at play. Logic. 
It's because um, it's not. It's circular logic, stupid, bad reasoning, um, and it's endemic to a lot of the analyses of companies. I mean, this sort of thinking, this sort of desire, you know, I've definitely, I'm not immune from this. I've used the nation state comparison with corporations in one reason or another. I've, I think I've used it only once with Amazon to talk about how it was levying, how it was levying taxes on consumers uh, or sellers by basically when the French government taxed it extra, it just increased fees extra and passed it off to them immediately. And so I used a flippant metaphor to just be like, to represent how it was usurping sovereignty. This guy and this strain of thought used the nation state example to naturalize the amount of power that this company or that these companies have accumulated and say that they're using it wrong. Right. The real problem is not that they have all this power, it's that it's authoritarian in nature, it's unaccountable, and that if only if only cooler heads prevailed, if only a smarter series of technical reforms were pursued, right? A more robust Westphalian vision of sovereignty, right? A more a more accountable system uh, of of, uh, in, involving international actors on this on this authoritarian power. If only cooler heads prevail, then we would have a better corporation. When that's just not the case, it naturalizes, you know, says little or nothing about why the corporations are acting that way, which is because they're following the logic of capitalism at the end of the day. I mean, that's it. That's really it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great power play. Uh, I mean, we have used the we have analyzed like corporate sovereignty before like uh we did a premium episode a while back ago on facebook's oversight board right was being called you know facebook's own internal supreme court uh and and as we like discussed that long as uh new yorker uh piece on on the the oversight board like we talked about how companies like facebook are uh, stretching towards sovereignty, right? Like I've written about this before as well um, in like my analyses of like platform capitalism um, that like, you know, increasingly we see tech companies moving towards sovereignty, right? Like, like no longer content with, um, you know, influencing the oversight of, uh, of cities, right? Through like, you know, smart urbanism, IBM, Cisco, so on. No longer content with uh, organizing the operation of services, you know, uh, Uber, Lyft, Deliveroo, et cetera, right? Like, you know, the, there's a move to, uh, in these companies towards ownership of, you know, of land, uh, uh, gov- you know, ownership of governance, you know, this move towards corporate sovereignty. Uh, it, it's not just these one-offs of like Facebook. It's not just Amazon, you know, the way that they did their whole HQ2 um, Hunger Games. It's not just, uh, you know, Sidewalk Labs uh, in Toronto trying to run a, a, a district of the city um, as its own. Like this happens constantly. I guess it's just a failure of our own imagination to have that analysis and not reach the conclusion. Maybe instead of trying to stand in the way of these corporations grabbing more and more sovereign power, uh, we just we need to actually get on all fours and give them a boost up, right? Like they're reaching, they're reaching for that sovereignty and, 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 you know, they're having a hard time getting up there. So we all collectively need to get on our hands and knees and let them stand on our backs while, uh, so they can reach it. 
It'd be rude. No, getting home, not on our neck. That's right. Stand on, stand on, on the shoulders of the public, so you can become a giant. giant.